Welcome to the New Vision Church podcast. New Vision Church is a diverse, Bible-teaching, Jesus-centered church in San Diego, California, and exists to transform people and their communities by replicating followers of the biblical Jesus. Thanks for joining us today. Now here's this week's sermon. Great. My heart, I was crying over there. Just, It's been a really long, hard week. And so um, when Pete asked me to preach, I was like, I have so much homework to do. I have so many papers to write. I can't do it. But you know what? It's not about what I can't do. It's about what God can do in me and through me. And same goes for you guys. So um, my introduction was there. That was kind of cool. Thank you for um, putting that up. But um, what I, we're, we've been in this sermon series in the evening called Abide. And so, um, fun fact, as I was looking up what abide meant in the Greek last night, it meant, um, it means to remain, it means to be in, to remain in, and the Greek word for it is meno. And so, my nephew, since he has been able to talk, has always called me Uncle Meno. His first, he couldn't say my name, so he was like, Meno. I was like, uh, it was like three o'clock in the morning this morning, I was like, I got to tell this up there. And so that was so great. And it, it kind of like helped me ease the anxiety. Um, this is the first time. This is not the first time I've preached. This is the first time I've preached here at our home church. And so it's an honor. Um, and, and I love you guys. And I don't want to, you know, be all full of like the fantasy. Yes, boxing is great. But the reason I'm here is because I love the Bible. I love what Jesus has done for me. And I love what he wants to do for you if you let him. And so in that, um, if you guys know, last week, uh, if you were not here, we're in chapter 3 of the, uh, the book of John, the, the first book, um, first John, chapter 3, and Brent spoke about um, being a, a child of God versus being a child of devil, and he gave a very long, exhaustive, powerful explanation on that. I'm not, I, I tried to look at it and, and say, okay, I could probably say that, I could say that, but um, go back and watch it, because everything we talk about, we talk about what the Bible says and how it relates to us today and how it was related to them back then. So the Apostle John was probably one of the younger apostles of one of Jesus when Jesus was walking the earth in um, about roughly 33 AD, right? And so he called these guys out. He's like, hey, come on, follow me. I'll make, you, I'll make you become fishers of men, right? And so like, we all know that kind of more or less. But we, we know that he's probably younger, but he's the only disciple or apostle that didn't get killed, right, by murder. Like um, this book that was written, First John, is, is um, said to have been written about um, 85 to 95 AD. So he's roughly 80 or 90 years old. And so for someone to be that old and to still be alive, some of his friends, the Apostle Paul, Peter, they were all killed, beheaded, brutally beaten, you know what I mean? And so for him to have been dipped in oil and to survive that, and for, his, for the title of this, this, um, this talk today, it's love one another. Like for him to still have that emphasis on loving, can you imagine how much of an influence Jesus had on him? Because if you guys know, and you guys have read the, uh, the Gospels, you know that he is one of the sons of thunder. So he was the one who was going out and um, 
preaching, and then when they were trying to go through Samaria to go to Jerusalem, the Samaritan was like, oh, are you going to Jerusalem? Nah, bro, you ain't coming through our hood. You got to go around. So, like, he was like, hey, let's be like Elijah. Let's call fire, and we could burn them all up. And, and Jesus was like, yo, that's not what we're about. Like, let me show you how we're going to change the world. And so as he's correcting them throughout that time, it was about three years he had spent with them. Like, now he's the, the beloved the, the one whom Jesus loved, and um, Jesus is the one who's um, living in him. The Spirit of God is in him. And so with all that said, um, there, in, in 1971, um, there's a, a, an old R&B band called The Persuaders, and they sang a song very popular today. There's movies made after it. It's called, There's a Thin Line Between Love and Hate, right? Have you guys heard it? It's like, there's a thin line. Between love, right? You guys know it, but, but, right? It's, it's a very bad song. It's not, we're not talking about that kind of love today because they're saying, they're saying that there's a thin line, but from the scriptures, from God's love that we're going to get into right now, there is a chasm. There is an infinite divide of the love and the hate that God has, right? So God's love, there's, um, if you guys have been watching, and you guys know there's four different types of love that the Greeks use. There's eros, which is the intimate, you know, for wife and husband, right? There's the phileo, which is brotherly love. There's the stoa, stoka, which is um, like family, like, hey, like my brother, my sister. But the love here that that John is talking about is agape. And it's, you're going to hear that a lot if you're in Bible and you, and you want to get deeper in to understand like what one word means, there's four other meanings for it in Greek and in the meanings. It's so most translators kind of go and say, okay, this is what he meant. This is where it's at. And so um, everyone says that this is the, the love that he's talking about. So uh, we're going to get into the text. If you guys have your Bibles, open up to 1 John chapter 3. We're going to be starting on verse 11. And I'm going to read all the way through, and then I'm going to go through and break it down after, okay? Everybody sound good? Yeah. All right, all right, let's get to it. So verse 11, it says, For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. We should not be like Cain, who was of the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. Do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love our brothers. Whoever does not love abides in death, and everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. By this we know that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word and talk, but in deed and in truth. By this we shall know that we are the, of the truth and reassure our heart before him that whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. For whenever our heart condemns us, he's greater than our heart and he knows everything. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God and whatever we ask, we will receive from him because we keep his commandments and we do what pleases him. And this is his commandment that we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he has commanded us. Whoever keeps his commandments abides in God 
and God in him. By this we know that he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us. Father God, I thank you for today. I thank you for your word. I pray that as I speak, that your word, that your truth would come out of my lips, that um, not about the studying and everything that I've done to prepare for this time, God, but I pray that whoever has ears, that they would hear, God, your truth, that their um, hearts would be open to what you have for them, God. I'm not... um, trying to make a bunch of conversions, God. I'm trying to build up the brothers. I'm trying to build up the church, God, so that way we can go out and bring more people in, so that way we can have a healthy church, God, that the church would produce healthy, more people, God. And so um, I pray that over tonight, I pray that for me and for everyone here, uh, we love you and worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so um, Brent was talking about last week how the Bible says that Satan was, has been a liar and a murderer from the beginning, right? And so when we look at verse 11, which is probably like five or six verses down, it says, for this, we, for this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Now, it would seem like the proper way, to, okay, so he's saying from the beginning, so from the beginning of time, we should already know this message, right? That's not the case. Most scholars and and from when I read it today in the last few weeks, um, Paul, John is talking about from when they established Christianity. If we look at Acts 2.42, um, we see the disciples are breaking bread together. They're sharing everything that they have. They're listening to the apostles' teachings because the apostles, like John, were all the ones that were with Jesus. So if everyone's living this way, you know what I mean? Like... Have you guys ever had like a, um, like a, who likes Wish? Everybody shops on Wish? Brent, Brent likes Wish, right? So, but it's a lot more cheaper to go to Wish than to go to like Big Five or to go to a, like, a, um, like a designer store and get the original, get the name brand stuff, right? And so um, um, this is the original. This is what's happening. This is the beginning and how the apostles, especially John is teaching this church in Ephesus. And so Ephesus has been hit with, Paul, Timothy, John, this, uh, some scholars say that Peter was there for a time and spending time, and they were building them up. And this is about around 85 AD, right? Jesus died about 33 to 35 AD. So that whole time has spent, like if though the disciples and everybody's teaching and guiding them and they're building up and the church is strong in the beginning, right? But then as people start dying, as they're like, hey, this person's getting killed for his faith. This person's getting killed for his faith. Like, I'm scared, like, I don't want to die, right? Most people can honestly say that they don't want to die. You know what I mean? Like, and so he's saying, remember what you have heard from the beginning, that you should love one another. And you see a lot of tension as, as Paul talks to the Corinthians. There's division. There's a lot of um, trying to be, like, hold a status for um, religiosity, right? And so... John is talking against that. He doesn't want us to get into a mindset of that because if we like see our brother in need and we, we close our hearts to him, like there's not love that's, you know, trying to keep to yourself. And so that was so, so one thing I've seen. And um, Jesus says this in chapter 13 of the book of John, which is the gospel of John. He says, by this, they will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And so a lot of what John talks about 
in this section, he's talked about in all of his other scriptures. So anytime we see something in the scriptures that is repeated and it has the same meaning again and again and again, we need to take a note of that and say, okay, that, I got to come back to that later. If I'm supposed to be doing this, is this the mark of the Christians? Is this how I'm supposed to be living Right, And so think about that as we continue to go on because he's going to continue to say things and it sounds repetitive, but if you think about it, he's probably um, somewhere not where the churches in Ephesus are. And so he is trying to get them to come back to a place of their first love. And you'll see in Revelation, he gives them a little hard time like, hey, you guys are forgetting your first love, right? Let's go down to verse 12. He says, and you should not be like Cain, who was of the evil one, and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you, right? And so we're in the world, we're not of the world, right? You guys hear that? Like you guys see it on the, the bumper sticker, not of this world. It's a beautiful concept, but here it's scripture, it's doctrine. He's saying, you might be in there, but you're not them and they're gonna hate you. Jesus even tells his disciples, he goes, the world, they hated me. They're going to hate you. Everything that the master is going through, the servant's going to have to deal with also. So don't be surprised. And John's reiterating it. He's still got Jesus in his head after 50-some years, right? Um, maybe it was all the concussions he had gotten from getting beat and all that. <laughs> I don't know. Like, some, some, like, I've been beat up, and sometimes like, it's like things just stick there, and it's kind of crazy. But as I was reading this and, and looking at Cain, I was like, how, like, how was he of the evil one? Like, how is that like possible? Because we know that he's the firstborn of Adam and Eve, right? That's the basic Bible story. Like even elementary, like Sunday school, you learn that Adam and Eve had Cain and Abel, and we find out why. Because um, as I was looking at um, the evil deeds, I was like, well, what was evil from that perspective? And it was... Uh, paneros, which meant like evil, hate, bad, but the root of it was to toil, to work hard, to labor, and I was like, well, his deeds were like he was working from the ground, and he thought that he could work towards getting God's favor and grace, right? And we all know from the scriptures, like, it's not about works, it's not about what we do, it's about God's goodness and his face and his sacrifice, and that's how we get it through faith, right? So he's saying that Abel was righteous because he had faith, Abraham was righteous because of his faith. And we see that in, in Hebrews, how they talk about faith and, and why they were righteous is because God counted them righteous because of their faith, right? And so uh, Cain hated his brother. And sometimes in, in Greek, it means to love less. Where in, when God said he hated Cain's offering, he loved it less than Abel's because Abel's was, was righteous, it was good. But it said that Cain, his kindness fell, he was sad, he was mad to the point of he killed his brother, right? And so um, we see that Jesus tells the disciples and everyone on the Sermon on the Mount that if you, you have heard it said that if you hate your brother, you've committed murder, right? It's not just you shall not murder. If you hate him, you've committed in your heart and so Jesus wants us to examine the heart of what we're dealing with in the spirit and in the physical. And so um, if you look at Cain's attitude of hate, it manifested like Satan's desire. Like if you were raised by Adam and Eve, they're both raised by Adam and Eve, right? We can all agree to that. 
They're, like, that's, that's his mom and that's his dad. No paternity test needed. No one else on earth, right? So um, um, I would have to assume that they would tell him, hey, I used to walk with God in the day. I used to walk with him in the cool. Like, we spent time together. When we sinned, we found out good and evil, and, and then God made a covering for us. He slaughtered this animal, and then we were able to have clothes because we were shameful, and so they had to have had them stories. They had to have had them talks, right? Like, you don't just walk into your house, say, hey, kids, go clean. Go work on the yard. Go do this. You're just like, hey, like, how's it going? Like, how was school? Let me tell you about how my day was, right? Like, there's, there's a relationship there. These are your kids. They came from your body. You, you love them. You know what I mean? And so you had to have seen that. But the, the heart of Cain, the attitude of Cain was of the devil. He took on that 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 resemblance, right? And so um, who here has little kids? Little kids, right? Okay, so you're little kids that are able to see you and they see you doing something. Do they try to do what you do, right? They like imitate you. They wanna grab the refrigerator. They wanna, you know what I mean? Grab stuff off the top of the shelf. They wanna grab your cell phone and start scrolling, right? Mine does. He's 10 months and he's already scrolling. I'm like, man. And so we imitate who we love. And so if all Cain's life, he's toiling and working and he's growing bitter and angry, he's the oldest. Most people know that if you're the oldest, you got a lot more responsibilities. You got more, more just, just anxiety, responsibility. We'll just go there. But he was angry and bitter. And when he brought his offering, he's like, here's what I did. And so in, in that hate and that mad of being rejected, he kills his brother. And that's hate, just like sin, as sin grows and it's fully, fully alive, it creates death, right? And so we see that hate does the same and it is the same and just, just different manifestations because most people who hate, they don't kill people. They just don't like them. But if there wasn't law, if there wasn't someone to keep us in line for a consequence of murder, then I'm pretty sure you're like, hey, I don't like you, bro. Like you just wrecked my car. I don't like you, you smell, right? Like. People have different levels of, of hate in which they would take it to the extent. But Cain took it to that extent. And so we see that he is the murderer. He is the son. And so we're looking at the contrast of that. We don't want to be like that. We don't want to be like Cain. But in order to understand what love is, you have to understand what the full hate is. And so we see um, that, that hate. So you, what does it look like for us Christians? As we are in the world and we are loving and we are kind and we are trying to be sharing with other people and, and laying our lives down, right? The world is going to hate you. They don't care about, you know what I mean? It's the dog-eat-dog -dog world. It's like a big fish, right? If you're a Darwinism and if, you, if they look at it from that perspective, then they're going to assume that you're weak, that they're going to trample over you, but they don't know who's in you, right? The God, the King of kings, the Lord of lords is bigger than all those things, right? And so if, ultimately, if it's really big fish wins, God is the biggest, right? So we can bank on that. Um, and so in verse 14, let's jump down to 14. It says that, and we know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. Whoever does not love abides in death. And so um, I was doing some research and, and I was looking, I was like, man, what does it look like coming from death to life, death to life, death to life? And I, and I had a bunch of stories, but this is the one that I, I was like, okay, um, do you guys see a caterpillar? Like how it walks and it, and it goes. When God enters your life, before he enters your life, you're like a little caterpillar, 
running, hiding, just eating, getting fat, right? That's, you know, eat, drink, be merry. That's what the Bible says. And so, um, but when the time comes, you have a transformation. You die to self. You get wrapped up in the cocoon, and then you transform. Have, um, this is a weird question, but have you ever seen a butterfly come back and say, hey, I want to go back to being a caterpillar? Once you've had the freedom of being out in the air and being able to hang out with other butterflies, you're like, hey, that caterpillar's lonely. He's always running. He's super slow. Like, I really like being out here. Like, and so for me, um, being a Christian and being free and being able to have a life that has meaning, and sometimes people think I'm, I'm beautiful because I, I dress nice, but I mean, um, it's all thrift store, guys. Don't worry. Um, but I don't want to go back to my old lifestyle right? Because I'm always looking over my shoulder. I'm always worried about, you know, who's going to come after me because I'm doing dirt, right? Where a caterpillar, they have to camouflage. They want to blend in to the world so that way they can protect themselves. I don't want you to blend in. I want you to stand out, but I want you to understand that you have God in you and you're going to be, you're transformed. And so your life is going to be different. You're going to stand out. You guys are unique. The Bible says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, created for good works, right? We know this because if you're in the word and that is the only way we can battle the schemes of the devil in the world because we know that what God says and we stand by his promises, we can stand on them because it's firm foundation, right? And so just like a lot of this has been, it's the same thing and, and death means, death in Greek is thanos, thanatos, which I thought that was great. So I, I put that down, um, which I don't think, it, there's not very many young people here, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, Everyone who, uh, 15, everyone who hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life in him. It does not abide in him. It does not remain in him like a murderer in your heart. Uh, we see that when God gives the Ten Commandments, he says, yo, this is just it. No. All right? And so, um, um, yes, so my brother... Um, when he was 16, he started, he joined a gang and he started, um, he joined a gang called Murder Crew, right? Where he was in Lemon Grove. His sole purpose was because he was angry, he wanted to hurt people. So he shot people, he stabs people, and he created this lifestyle of anger and pain. He is a literal murderer, right? And he is in prison right now with uh, basically a life sentence. And so for the last 17 to 16 to 17 years, he's been in prison doing drugs, gangs, mafia stuff. Like, you know, it's the, the normal shebang for that type of lifestyle. But as he has seen me be faithful and as he has seen me not conform to the world, meaning not to like try to fit into this bubble or disguise myself to, to protect myself, I stand out because I know God is in me. And he's seeing that and he's saying, why are you doing this? Don't talk to me about Jesus, but I want to know what you're doing today. And I was like, well, I'm talking to people about Jesus, first of all, and, and I have a freedom in Christ, and I have life, and I'm not worried about looking over my shoulder, the cops, the homies, the, the, the enemy, the old enemies, like, I'm not worried about them. I'm, I'm worried about the people whose souls are lost. And so, and then he's like, and so like a year and a half ago, two years, he's like, Carmelo, hey, I just give my life to God. I just need to know. And 
to this day, from, from a year and a half ago, about two years, I think, Pastor Mark, right? He has been studying with New Vision's discipleship program. He's been through our discipleship. He's basically a member of the church in prison, being counseled and discipled by Mark White. And so, like, there's transformation, right? But what, is he a murderer now? Like, so if he's killed people, right? So that's, the, that's what we want to get to. If, if we know literally he's killed someone, is he considered not abiding in, in God's love and eternal life? No, because remember, the Bible says that if you confess your sins and you confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, those things are forgotten, erased, right? And so we got to remember that. And so now he knows that and he's able to speak light and life to those behind walls who, who is even harder for them, who need to hear the word of God because they are literally unfree. And so they need to hear that freedom from him. Yeah. So uh, verse 16 um, I'm moving pretty fast, so I think I'm good. No, timer's not on, so I'm happy. I, got, I still got 40 minutes, guys. Yes. Um, it says, by this we know that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. And so you've heard it said, if you guys have been in the Bible, that Jesus said, um, love your enemies, bless those who persecute you, who, who willfully use you, right? But this is not in the same context. John is saying it in within the family of God, us, each and one of us, whoever's listening online, you guys, this is who we're supposed to be caring for first. If we don't care for each other first, how is the world gonna know that we care for people if we're not caring for one another? If one of us has needs or, um, and um, Jesus says the same thing and he's re restating it here, John, um, and that's where we get the agape, self-sacrificial, um, self-sacrificial self love, and he says, uh, greater love has no one than this, than someone lays down their life for a friend. He goes, you are my friends if you do what I command you. You no longer do I call you servant, for a servant doesn't know what the master uh, wants and so, or what he's doing. And so we see that his death on the cross took all that and it paid for us in full so that way we can have that. And so it wasn't just him dying so that way we could be free from sin, but it was him dying so that way we can be, Brent talked about it, it was imputed. We have been given that likeness on him, right? We are, like when God sees us, he doesn't see Carmelo, he sees Jesus in me. And so um, I, I have a really gross illustration. Um, so there's sheep, right? And so there's sheep and two, two mother sheep had more sheep. And when they had sheep, one of the mothers died, right? And it's, it's a very old saying, but it's, 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 it works. And so the farmer or the shepherd takes the sheep from the dead mother and goes to the living mother, gets the, like the fluid and the amniotic stuff, and he rubs it and covers the animal, and then he puts it next to the mother. And the mother only smells and sees his, their child, because he's covered by the blood. It's covered by the life that was in her. So God sees only us as we are covered by Jesus' blood. And that's by accepting him and, and knowing that it's his blood and not our will, not anything we've done. Those, those little babies had nothing to do with it. Like they'd be wolf food, right? I mean, I like lamb. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. So, um, 
But when we see that, we see that Jesus is the high priest, right? We see, like, if you guys read Hebrews, which is probably a really good book if you want to get into Christology, the study of Christ and, and what he is in full. It talks about him being the perfect sacrifice, him being the perfect everything, better than angels, better than the old covenant, better than the old um, sacrificial system because he did it once for all. He was sinless. He is the high priest, but now he lives in us. And so what does that make us? He makes, what does that make you guys? It makes you, as the body of Christ, the, um, the priesthood of all believers. You guys have to speak light and life to one another. You guys have to speak light and life to the people out there. And sometimes if you're in a workplace where they're like, hey, you can't talk about religion, it's just loving people. Loving people, but remembering to love us first here in, in the body of Christ is the most important thing. Verse 17 and, but if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does the world, how does God's love abide in him? And so, same thing that, um, similar to what John was saying, Paul tells many others in a lot of the churches, there's some dysfunctional people. We gotta remember, this is the, the first uh, century AD, and so it's about, you know I mean, the first 100 years of the calendar of the world. And so um, there's, the Romans are ruling, it's all pagan gods from the Romans, from the Greeks, and you name it, you can be swayed either way, depending on, on how easily or how grounded you are in your faith, right? And so each one of these people have their own faith. But um, Ephesus was a breeding ground. It was one of the main, uh, the original site for emperor worship. They had um, Hermes and all the other gods that people wanted to build up. And so they were killing those Christians. They're saying, you guys are weak, you guys are soft, you guys are cannibals, Right, because we do the body and the blood, like they don't understand the, the, the symbolism behind it, but they have these idols and these, um, these dead gods that they pray to, and then they, they worship the emperor who is, was probably uh, Domitia at this, at this time, who was persecuting the Jews and persecuting the Christians because of their faith and not worshiping um, the Caesar. And so uh, verse 18 it says that little children, let us not love in the word or in talk, but in deed and in truth. And by this, we shall know that we are of the truth and reassure our hearts before him. Um, my grandma, she's about 74 years old, 75. And, and we have lived in this, um, this house for about 75, 76 years in National City. And like I tell you this, she told me, she goes, um, I was like, Grandma, why don't you ever tell us you love us? And she goes, well, my mom never told me that she loved me, so I'm not gonna tell you that I love you. But I'll tell you this, do you have a food in your house? Do you have a roof over your head? She goes, I don't wanna tell people I love them. I wanna tell you guys. We had 30, at one time I think, over 35 people living in the house, but at at, with the time I was there, it was about 30. And so, and so she, she had, um, like, till this day, the door is never locked. She keeps it, this place for anyone and whoever needs help. She goes, that's the way I show that. She, shows it, she didn't even say the word. She goes, that's the way I show it. Because I don't believe that when you say things, 
your actions to speak louder than your words. And so that has been a great example for me to show. And granted, it's not the best place to live. Like it's more like a, um, it's more like a hospital, right? Because people only go there when they're sick, when they're hurting and they're, they're down in the luck, they're strung out on drugs. And so it's not the best place to live. But if you got nothing, she's my grandmother. She's like, hey, whatever you need, I'm here. Like I can't walk, but you know, the house is open. There's food in the fridge. The house is yours. And so she's always been that way since I've been born, except for when I was about four years old. My mom told me that, um, uh, that she got arrested one time and that my grandmother had to go bail her out because we were too crazy, my brother and I. We were all like four, my brother was like six. So that's, that was great. I heard that the other day for the first time. <laughs> so I was still, I was really a terrorist for a long time, guys. Verse 20 uh, we're about to be almost done. We got a couple more verses. And so it says, um, for whenever our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts. And, and we know, and, and he knows everything. Beloved, if your heart does not condemn you, we have, if our heart does not condemn us, then we have confidence before God. Um, I was reading and this commentator said that condemnation, meaning to be, condemned to death, to hell, and it says it can come, it can well up inside of us um, that has nothing to do with our standing before God. It may be the work of the enemy of our souls, according to Revelation, is the accuser of the brethren, and, or it could be the work of an overactive conscience. And those times we, we need to trust what God's word says about our standing, not how we feel about it. Okay, so that's, that's something I want to encourage you guys. It's not about how you feel, but it's about what the word of God says. And so you need to be in the word to understand and to know it. It's not all like, hey, you're going to hell. It's like tombstones and, and uh, brimstone, right? And so be in the word because it's his love letter to us because he loves you and he, he died for you. He died for me. And so as we're in it, we can be assured from it. Uh, yeah, uh, verse 22 it says that, oh, uh, boom. Yes, so one thing that stood out too, he said that um, if you feel about our heart wants to make, like if your heart tries to say that you're doing wrong and that you're evil and all these things are happening, look at, do you know what Paul did when the Jews accused him and the Romans had him imprisoned? He goes, my citizenship is not of Jerusalem. I'm a Roman citizen. I appeal to Caesar. And so similarly, you guys, though we are here on the earth and though our conscience and our heart may condemn us for, you know, slip-ups and things that we do bad, are, we can essentially, the Holy Spirit appeals to God, which is the highest and the higher court, the higher authority. So remember that, God. Like, remember that, guys, because it's not always easy to just walk. It's never going to be easy for you. Like, if you think it's easy, you're probably not walking right. Your conscience is probably not there, guys. And so, so if you're living and walking in accordance with the Bible, like, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, it's, it's a boxing match. You got to be smooth, right? And so uh, verse 22, it says, whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do whatever pleases him. And Jesus tells us then, Matthew, not to be anxious for anything because um, the birds have, have nests and everybody has, he says, Yes. Don't worry about your provisions. Don't worry about things that are going to be concerning you. But it says, seek first his righteousness, meaning the way he lived and the way he lives in you, 
as, as a believer, and, and your, whatever your heart desires is gonna be in line with what God has for you already because you're in line with his commandments, you're in line with his will. What is his commandments? What did he tell the rich young ruler? He goes, what is the greatest? What do I need to do? He goes, love God with all your heart. He told a lawyer, he said, love God with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself, right? And he goes, with these commandments, the whole, the whole thing is, is, is set, you're good, it's, it's done. And so he did that, and so we look to him for how to accomplish those things. And so don't worry about what you're eating and drinking and, and for tomorrow. And that's gonna segue into the, like, the next thing. Like how do we as Christians pr- produce helping other people? Verse uh, 23, it says, and this is his commandment that we believe in his name, believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he has commanded us. Whoever keeps his commandments abides in God and God in him. And by this we know that he is, that he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us. Um, and so you guys, um, whoever, most of you guys, my, well, my family here, and I spoke about the, the tree that was um, grafted in from, after I got home from my vacation. And so there was this, this citrus tree that was subterranean, meaning um, this man, he dug down and he planted trees because the soil was really, really bad in Fresno. And he dug down so deep that it was nice. But he wanted to glorify God, so he would graft in trees in threes and in sevens, just for you know, numerological um, symbolism. And, and so remembering that the nourishment comes from the root It comes from the vine. It comes from Jesus Christ, God, Holy Spirit, all those things, three in one, that if you remain in him and he in you, guys, we're gonna bear fruit. We're gonna bear fruit of love, which is what we're talking about today, right? There's all the other ones, but it's actually, it's just all one. It's just one big fruit, right? So you have to have love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, and self-control. Those, it's one. It It never said fruits, it says fruit, and it's got to show, and that's how we show it, is by allowing the Holy Spirit to work through you, right? You can't, like, um, I think Brent was talking about having, like, a car not having enough oil last week, and, like, it would break down really bad if you weren't kept keeping up with it. Like, so if you're not in your word, if you're not fellowshipping and helping other believers, like, a lot of what we did during COVID was just move a bunch of families. Like, people were getting kicked out. People were moving. They were moving to lower uh, priced homes, and all we did was serve people during COVID. And so, by the grace of God, we didn't catch it, and we've been um, serving ever since. And man, like, look at our church. Our, th- our church has has really grown, but we want to grow deep and we want to grow strong. And so, in order to do that, you guys need to be in the Word. You guys need to be seeking His face. Not just whoever's up here on stage. Like, I I, w- I joined this church eight years ago, um, um, a homeless drug addict, like nobody, like my family, they, they were like, dude, you're just not there. They put a restraining order on me. Like you don't want to have to go through those things. But in, if you've been through them, you know, you don't want to go back. You don't want to be a caterpillar, right? You're free, sore guys. And so um, I want to leave you with three things. Um, it says, um, if you hate, you, you're, you're, if you hate by default, you need to be transformed. You need to know who Jesus is. You need to understand that you are free from it. 
because it's easy to hate. It's easy to go back. You could come to church all the time and you could have all the right words, but if you're not living them out, then it's, a, it's useless. It's lip service. It's just, the, the Bible says that it's clanging symbols. You know what I mean? Like you're doing nothing for your eternal self, right? And so second point, it says, the, the evidence of a believer is love for the family of God. And so I just gave an example of us caring for one another. My grandmother's example, she has an open house for people who really need help. She's the only believer in the house, but she still loves her family. She still loves her kids. So likewise, find something that you guys can do to love one another and spending time having Bible studies, being able to lift one another up. Because if you guys are all honest, like you don't have to say it, but not every day is a walk in the park. It's not easy. Like, like the only time I had that was easy was when I was sitting here during worship because I was able to have my heart be filled with the spirit of God as every one of us were singing. And so uh, it's been a really rough week for me. And um, thank you guys for just being here and, and knowing that uh, the last point, love is an action that is selfless. And so denying yourself, what is something that you guys can do this week is my challenge for you. Like, do you need that latte? Do you need... Um, the nicest shoes. Do you guys need things that are luxurious or can you go and rely on God's provision, rely on God's uh, faithfulness if you guys trust the Bible and go on behalf of somebody else that needs it. Look and talk and ask and, and be a friend, be a, a, a brother in Christ to somebody who needs it. And be appropriate. Don't like, you know, boys and girls don't like mix and, and match. Like be nice. Right? So that's what I want you to leave with as the worship team comes up. I want to just uh, pray, and as Brent comes up to finish this off, um, I just want to pray for us real quick. Uh, Heavenly Father, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for your love, God, that is um, not like the world's love, God. Like, we can, we can have all these different styles of love, God, but it's, it's your love that is selfless, God. You laid your life down for us, and God, we should lay our lives down for one another. And it may not be letting ourselves die for someone else, God, but maybe it's laying aside some things that we don't need and that we can provide for someone that needs, God, in our, in our own house, in the family of God. And I just pray that if we can't fix it here first, there's no reason for us to be going out and, and preaching and doing evangelism, God. It, the family needs to be healthy in order to produce healthier people out there, God. And I, that's only comes by your spirit, only comes by your word. And so that I, I pray, God, that as um, the word has gone out, God, that I have been faithful to cast out, God. I pray that your word will sink deep into the hearts of this congregation, that they would hear you and know that you love them and that, that you died for their sins and that they are forgotten as far as east is from the west and so that they can know you and, and, and just be soldiers for you, God. That's, I love fighting. I love war. And so I'm going to stick by that. I'm a man Thanks of God, and I just love you. Contact Amen, us or learn more Amen. at our website, newvision.city. See you next time.